Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It's closing time at Club Superstar, and it's time for Jason Tatum to go. It is Canty and Carlin, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Also on your smart speaker, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, Christopher Canty, and welcome to a new week. Good morning, Carlin. I'm, I'm confused as to why you want to start off the week being a hater trying to kick Jason Tatum out of Club Superstar. Because it's what I do. And we will get to that in just a moment. We will get to so much more, including whether or not Steph actually has to do more than he is doing right now to give the Warriors a chance to win this series. And we hear from the PGA Tour commissioner on a situation that might be crumbling before his very eyes. But let's roll now. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. They have to figure out a way to get open shots in that Warriors defense. They're trapping Tatum. You know, I want to win by any means necessary and not do whatever it takes. That's, you know, that's all that's really I care about right now is winning. Well, we just got to calm down. You know, for us, it's um, when we're under control and we're poised and, you know, we take our time, we're tough to guard. They have to treat the game right. When they don't, they lose. When they do, they win. Pretty simple straight talk, Chris. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. We can say whatever we want. Jason Tatum has not been great in this series scoring the basketball. He's done other things. He defends. That's fantastic. When you're shooting under 30% from two-point range and you can't get anything going yourself offensively outside of hitting an occasional three or two, you might be putting up some numbers, but they are not numbers right now that are making enough of a difference for the Boston Celtics. We have lauded him all postseason long. We have put him in the top five players in the game, and we did wonder aloud, were there opportunities for him to play his way out of it? I believe he has so far. No, he hadn't played his way out of Club Superstar because a part of why he's in Club Superstar is the fact that his team is in the NBA Finals, Carlin. Think about the road that Jason Tatum has had to go in order to get his team to this position. They had to go through the Brooklyn Nets. That was a sweep, even with a Nets team that had KD and Kyrie, two top 12 players in the world. They beat the best player on the planet in Giannis Antetokounmpo in the second round, and then they beat a feisty Miami Heat team that was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So... Jason Tatum got the Eastern Conference MVP for a reason. The guy is just that good. And so the fact that we're talking about kicking him out of club superstar after four games, his first four games in the NBA Finals, I think we got to pump the brakes on that. Look, Does Tatum need to be better? Absolutely. But he's still a bona fide superstar. Make I, listen, no mistake. I agree. He is absolutely a superstar, and that's why I'm holding him to a higher standard in his first finals. And it is, while it is only his first finals, and that was an impressive road he had to go through, it's not like he hasn't been close before. He's been in the conference finals before. He's had opportunities before. And here on the biggest stage of all, he has fallen short so far. If we're Carlin, be- Carlin, Carlin, we can't do this, though. 
And I get, I get where you're coming from. And the fact that the Celtics in clutch time in game four had zero field goals, zero points, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a head scratcher. Like being where outscored 15, that's yeah. my point. That's when your superstar is supposed to show up. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you were outscored by Golden State 15 to nothing, that's a problem. So I'm with you a thousand percent. He absolutely needs to be better. But at the same time, we can't sit here and say, well, because he's been to the conference finals, we can expect more from him in the NBA finals. We made a huge deal out of the disparity in finals games experience combined for both rosters. Golden State coming into this had 123 games of combined finals experience to the Celtics zero. We made a big deal of that in terms of that potentially shaping the complexion of the series. We can't just then go back and say, well, Jason Tatum has got to be better and not account for the fact that this is the first time he's been on this stage. Well, but when we have a guy, Chris, that they have not made any mystery about how they're going to defend him as a star, and Andrew Wiggins has owned him. He's shooting 30% against Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins has owned him, and that should not be the case for a star. Let's hear from Tatum himself on how he's got to get himself going. I think one thing I've noticed is like, you know, playing off two feet a lot more, you know, like, you know, coach said, playing off one feet and, you know, trying to look for fouls, you know, isn't hasn't been as working in my favor as much. So, you know, I think playing off two feet, um, attacking angles instead of, you know, trying to initiate the contact and things like that. Stars are just not always trying to get to the free throw line. That That's a byproduct. That's something that's going to happen. But stars are trying to attack the basket. And when he has done that, he has not been successful. And I'm sorry, that does work against you in this instance. Now, I won't deny that he does other things to help your team win. He does, he, when he has over seven assists and the Celtics don't turn the ball over, they're going to win. But he also turns it over way too much, Chris. He's got 16 turnovers in four games. That, that's not something that Jason Tatum can do. And, Carlin, I think that's the best barometer in terms of what we can expect from the Boston Celtics on any given night. That, 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 that stat right there with Jason Tatum and the turnovers, to me, that's gold. I mean, if you look at the last two series, when Jason Tatum has less than four turnovers, the Boston Celtics 5-0. and When Jason Tatum has north of that, they've only won one game. Well, as a superstar, he needs to understand that, and he needs to value the basketball a lot more than he has in those instances. No, but at the same time, I can understand a young player, first time in the NBA Finals, wanting to be aggressive about trying to score for his team. And as Ime Adoka pointed out in the postgame, sometimes he spends more time trying to hunt fouls than he does actually trying to play through contact and finish and score. And so I think that has to be the focus for Tatum, making sure that he picks and chooses his opportunities to try to score within the flow of the offense, but then also understanding if I take care of the basketball and I share the basketball, then good things are going to happen for us on the offensive end. Keep in mind, remember, going back to January when Marcus Smart called out Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, why did he call those guys out? It wasn't because he didn't recognize those guys were talented scorers. He said those guys don't share the basketball, and that's been the biggest problem. And so far as I'm concerned – when you watch the Boston Celtics struggle, especially late in games, it's because it's too much isolation, it's too much one-on-one, not playing within the flow of the offense. And so that's what Jason Tatum has to do a better job of, being able to make sure he finds opportunities to score the basketball, but then also finding his teammates and trusting that they can finish plays as well. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. But isn't the point now, though, 
if you're going to be a top five player in the game, that you have to be the most impactful player on your team in the series. Do you believe that Jason Tatum has been the most impactful player for the Boston Celtics in this series? It's close, Carlin. That's it's a problem close. right there. It's close. I, well, J- well you, say that's the pro- you, say that's pro- you say that's the problem, but Jalen Brown was very close to making one of the all-NBA teams this year. So I, I don't know that we can just say, oh, that's a problem, because Jalen Brown is a, a really good young player. I mean, he's, 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 he's trending toward being a star in this league. I, I don't know that I'm simply willing to say, well, it's a problem that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are neck and neck in terms of their overall contribution to their team's success in the finals. I'm not ready to do that. I, I, I am because one of them was quite literally, as we have detailed, and I was on your side with this for quite some time, and he could play his way back in. He, he Right now, though, he's standing on the outside looking in trying to wonder how he's getting around the bouncer. Because when, when, quite literally, he was one of the top five players in the league by definition, by making the All NBA team, uh, All NBA first team. When you have that be a question mark in the finals, even though it's your first one, we're three games in at this point. The intensity level shouldn't be any mystery uh, when going into game four, I'm talking about. And the, the intensity level shouldn't be any mystery as to what it's going to be. And if he's still adjusting, I, I don't think that helps the Celtics. Look, they still have an excellent chance to win this series, even though it's best two of three and two of the three are in San Francisco. I'm mm-hmm. not jumping off my Warriors pick. I am Mr. Take Integrity. I have been on that. I worried about them, but I'm sticking with it for right now. Or I'm sticking with it. Not for right now. I'm sticking with it throughout. Uh, you I'm sound sti- like you're waffling <laughs> a little bit, big no, fella. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking, sticking with, with it, right it throughout. Now. I think you had a Freudian slip just now. I'm sticking. Because you know how good Boston is after losses, Carlin. They're 15-3 and three yep. after losses. Yes, they this are. Is re- this team is really, really good after losses. And so if that holds and they serve. they can't handle prosperity. If that, if that holds serve, Carlin. Well, even, even that being said, if that holds serve, you're talking about Boston, not Golden State, winning this thing in seven. I mean, that, that's kind of how it played itself out in the Miami Heat series as well. So this is a team that's not afraid to go on the road and try to find a way to win. They know how to do that. They've proven that they can win in Golden State. And as I've said before, confidence comes from demonstrated performance. So this is not going to be a team that's surprised. I just felt like they missed an opportunity on Friday night to put their foot on the necks of the Golden State Warriors. They didn't do it. And with a team that has championship DNA, that could be one of the things that you live to regret as we get deeper into this series. Well, let me know when Jason Tatum demonstrates that performance because I'll be sure to notice if he's got his confidence. Because wow. right now, I haven't seen it enough. So much shade. I don't understand why you. Why there's, so much shade. There's shade there's, and there's There's reality. a palm tree growing behind you in the studio. All the shade that you're giving Jason Tatum right now. I cast as much shade as a palm tree does. You know this. This has been Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No con contract no compromise so the question to you is just that has Jason Tatum played his way out of it has Jason Tatum played poorly enough in these finals 
in terms of scoring the basketball, then it makes you think a little bit differently about him. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The question is to you. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at Progressive.com. Believe it or not, this is an actual question, and we'll explain in just moments. Does Steph have to do even more for Golden State to win after he put up 43 the other night? That's next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Not jumping off my Warriors pick. I am Mr. Take Integrity. I have been on that. I worried about them, but I'm sticking with it for right now. All right, I'm sticking with it. Not for right now. I'm sticking with it throughout. Uh, you I'm sound sti- like you're waffling <laughs> yeah. a little bit, big no, fella. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking, sticking with, with it, right it throughout. Now. I think you had a Freudian slip just now. I'm sticking with it while it is personally convenient. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, Canty. Uh, Listen, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. We just got to call it what it is, big fella. You don't trust the Golden State Warriors right now. No, I I do. I do right now. You don't don't trust the Golden State Warriors. I do. You don't. I don't know how you can look at what you're seeing from Draymond Green and say that you trust the Golden State Warriors. Oh, well, he's been an embarrassment. Well, he's been awful. And down the stretch in that game, for Steve Kerr to bench him for four minutes – and Golden State to go on a 7-0 run on their way to taking the lead and taking control of game four – 
it's got to at least be a little bit concerning. I'll tell you what it was. You have to be concerned. And it, I'll tell you, I, and that's why Steve Curtis not getting the credit that he deserves. We're going to get to that in just a bit. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Nature Valley has helped restore access to 10,000 miles of national park trails and counting because everyone deserves to experience what's out there, like your kids, their kids, and even their kids' kids. So head over to your local park trail to see for yourself. Nature Valley, life happens out there. We're going to get to if Steph actually needs to do more for Golden State to win in just a moment. But if you want to get at us, so we're giving you your opportunity at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's start with Trotsky. He is up first on ESPN Radio this morning on a Monday. Trotsky, what's up, brother? Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, quick, quick, uh, uh, you your theory about Tatum is all over the place. First of all, you said at the beginning of the playoffs, you said if uh, Tatum won the uh, the MVP, he'd be the best player in the league. Best players in the league don't don't run from the ball in the fourth quarter. And second of all, you keep saying that Tatum, this is first year in the, uh, in the finals. If I recall, Giannis' first year was last year, too, and, and he did what he did, but so I'm with you, Canty. Tatum is not a superstar. Thank you, fellas. Well, here, here's what I said. I said if the Celtics won the NBA Finals and Tatum got Finals MVP, he'd have a strong case for being the best player in the world. Now, he's a far cry from getting that done. We, we got to wait and see what happens. And even if the Celtics win, I'm not sure Tatum gets Finals MVP because, as you pointed out, big fella, Jalen Brown has played pretty damn good as well. Now, yeah. I, I'll say this about, about Tatum. I, I think the path that his team has taken to get here is probably one of the most difficult paths we've seen in recent years on an NBA Finals run. And so you got to give credit where credit is due because the guy showed up in some pretty big spots and, and we had to tip our cap to him. Now, what happens from here in these next three games, I think that's going to go a long ways to shaping the perception of what kind of player he's going to be, like what kind of player people think he is moving forward. Like, if he shows up and his team wins two of the next three games, we will be giving Jason Tatum a lot of credit for this championship that the Boston Celtics would have won. If they lose, you know how this goes, Carlin. He's going to be the GOAT, and not in a good way. He's the guy that they're going to point to and criticize, yeah, the Boston Celtics didn't win, and it's because their best player was a ghost, especially in crunch time. And so that that's what it is. I, I like Jason Tatum as a player. I, I, I think he's he's a special talent. We're talking about the guy mm. being 24 years old, Carlin. We also got to acknowledge that. Giannis is in his late 20s when he won his first championship. Jason Tatum is years younger than Giannis was last year when he won his chip. So let's let's also keep things in their proper perspective. Tatum is a good player that hasn't played great in the NBA Finals. I mean, That's right. what it is. Giannis is, what, 27 last year when he yes. won it? All right. So, and Tatum's 24. Yeah, okay. Listen, I get it to a degree. Michael is up next. He is uh, on ESPN Radio on Graney. Michael, what do you got for us? Hey, good morning, fellas. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, Carlin, you're right. He has absolutely shot his way out of this thing. Um, you think about the Warriors winning two games, and it's Steph, right? That's, it starts, stops, and starts with Steph. I don't think that's the case for the Celtics. In fact, if Jalen Brown wasn't the machine he is, they're down 3-1, and we're talking about this thing being done tonight. Thanks, guys. Yeah, listen, I think that Jalen Brown has been markedly more impactful in this series than Jason Tatum has. And I know what Tatum's capable of defensively, and I know what he's done in terms of sharing the basketball, 
and that has helped. But when they have needed a bucket, they have been able to go more consistently to Jalen Brown so far this series. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, you're talking about Jason Tatum shooting 26% from two. I mean, he's shot great from three. He's shooting 45% from three. But when he's forced to shoot mid-range shots or try to get to the bucket and score, he's been abysmal. And that's what we're going to point to with Jason Tatum. His game is predicated around being a scorer. And when he's not efficient or when he's not scoring, it's going to look bad, Carlin. But I think that that usurps all of the other good things that Jason Tatum does. Like as far as his rebounding, his defense, his his ability to be able to be a playmaker. 13 assists in the game one of the NBA Finals in which Boston stole home court. Four of those assists were in the fourth quarter when they outscored the Golden State Warriors 40-16. to All of those things matter in terms of how we look at Jason Tatum's performance. And I'm not saying he's been great. He hasn't been great. Has he been good? Yeah, he's been good. He hasn't been great. But, Carlin, they need him to step up, Mm -hmm. especially in clutch time, because we know how bad this team is looking back. Listen, there was only one team that was worse than the Boston Celtics in the regular season when it came to clutch time. Only one. So they're not great in that department. And when we talk about competing for a championship in the NBA Finals, you know they're going to be closely contested games. Jason Tatum needs to be the difference in a positive way for his team in those games as opposed to what we've seen through the first four games where he's a no-show. Meanwhile, Steph Curry the other night, we can all agree, was vintage Steph. No, no, no. It wasn't Steph Curry. It wasn't Steph Curry. That was Chef Curry on Friday night. Yes, it was. That was was Chef Chef Curry Curry. because he was cooking. He absolutely was. He was cooking. It was a tremendous performance. I think there were only maybe two or three open shots. Other than that, they were just ridiculous shots. So here's Ime Odoka on why he is so difficult to guard. The thing he does well, obviously, is they once he gets off the ball, the movement, is, that's different. Uh, he doesn't just stop, and they all are hunting shots for him, as you saw when we switched a little bit. So we can mix it up there, um, be a little bit more physical, mix some unders on him when he's that high, and we've been good as far as that. But um, the fact that he's such a willing and, and good playmaker – I think it makes it tougher to go after him uh, as opposed to other guys who don't want to get off the ball. He finds the guys in the pocket, and they have, obviously that's when Draymond's at his best, making plays for others. So it's a balance of both. And like I said, I think the offense that he, he's having a successful series offensively, but if we're playing offense the right way, yeah, we'd be at 3-1 at least right now. You know, think about that at the end, what he said there, Chris. If we're playing offensively better, we'd be up three games to one. He doesn't sound all that concerned about Steph Curry at that point. Now, I heard an interesting discussion on the way in today on the Hoop Collective podcast, which, by the way, is outstanding with Brian Windhorst and company. And Brian and and uh, Tim Bontemps were getting into it, and Brian was contending that he believes that Steph can actually do more in this series. I would agree that it's possible, but and I hate to have this idea, because it's not about putting pressure on Steph, his teammates are forcing him to have to do more for them to win because nobody else has really stepped up enough offensively. Think about this. Steph is averaging 34 a game. 34 a game. Clay's averaging 17. And I know it's only four games. I get that. But Somebody else has got to take the pressure off Steph so that he doesn't feel like he has to go out there and score 45. Otherwise, it may be their best way to win this series. 
Well, here's the thing. I, I don't know that it's fair to expect Steph Curry to do more than what we saw in game four on Friday night. I don't think we can expect it, but no. does he need to for them to actually win this series? Well, he's certainly capable of it, Carlin, but here's what I'll say. I, I think there are some guys that are flying under the radar that we do have to give some credit to. Andrew Wiggins was phenomenal in game four. 17 points, 16 boards. But Carlin, it's what he does on the defensive end. We don't give that guy enough credit in terms of his overall contribution. He's been terrific. He's been an he's been, all-around he's been player. Out, he's been outstanding. But, I mean, it's not enough to overcome the inconsistency from Klay Thompson, the consistent no-shows from Jordan Poole, Ugh. and then Draymond Green not being more of a threat to score the basketball on the offensive end. Listen, if you're going to play offense with Draymond Green on the court and you're not talking about – you know, Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, any of those other guys getting double teamed or them blitzing the pick and rolls, then Draymond Green is going to be a non-factor. And that has to change, Carl. And if it doesn't change, then you've got to pick and choose your spots when you're going to roll with the lineup that got you here, which is having Kevon Looney and Draymond both as starters with Klay Thompson and with Steph Curry and with Andrew Wiggins. You can't roll with that lineup, Carlin and have two guys that are net negatives on the offensive end, that being Looney and Draymond. So Draymond has got to find a way to build some confidence in scoring the basketball because if he doesn't, you're going to continually ask more from Steph Curry, and I'm not sure that he's going to be capable of giving it to you. We've got a lot more to get to on this. Cutting the price of your wireless wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan, 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. We shift to some NFL talk right now and we welcome in ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum who joins us. Mike, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny. How you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? We're doing outstanding, Mike. And let's just get to some of the stories that we're going to be hearing a lot about this week with more mandatory minicamps opening. And one of the bigger ones that we're going to hear about right away is that Lamar Jackson sounds like he is going to uh, show up at Ravens mini camp. And, you know, Mike, this has been a big mystery to me because it all seems to be in Lamar Jackson's court as far as this contract. If you're Lamar Jackson at this point, how should you be going about this uh, approaching this coming season? You know, I would certainly show up and it would be in good faith. I, I wouldn't put myself in harm's way. I mean, we're talking about a quarter of a billion dollars here, guys. Like, that's a lot of money. And, I would certainly just tell the Ravens, like, look, I'm not going to ask for five cents more in terms of, like, what Deshaun Watson got, but I'm not taking five cents less. So if you want to pay this bill, great. If you don't, why don't we talk about a trade? Mike, staying with guys that want to get paid in the beltway, Terry McLaurin is reportedly unlikely to be at Commander's minicamp. What do you see in terms of the way of a resolution for these two sides? Is it something that's going to happen before training camp? How does this all play out? Yeah, Chris, this one's easy for me too, right? You know, we, we know that the receiver market is, you know, somewhere between 25 to $30 million plus or minus between Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. Like, of all the deals to get done, like, this one seems to be pretty easy. He's a really good player. 
they hit on a draft pick. He's productive. He's high character. These are the deals that you want to get done if you're a team. Yeah, Mike, if you're DK Metcalf and you didn't show up last week, but everything had seemed all along like it was headed in the right direction, how do you see that playing out right now with the Seahawks? Yeah, that's another one, guys. Like, that's an easy one for me. Like, if we're building a team, don't we want our players to look like DK Metcalf and Terry McClellan, people that are really good, productive, you drafted them. Like, to me, those are all part of the solution, guys. And uh, I, I would do everything I could. You moved on from Russell Wilson. You have picks. You have cap space for the future. But isn't the cap space going to be used on players like him? So, again, I do everything within reason to get that deal done. Talking with ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Greeny. And since we're giving you so many easy questions, Mike T, I'm going to give you a little bit of a curveball, one that's a little more difficult. The Washington Commanders decided that they were going to fine Jack Del Rio $100,000 for his comments last week uh, regarding January 6th. And as a result of that, he decided to deactivate his Twitter account. If you're in that front office, how do you manage – the distraction that Jack Del Rio has brought to this franchise over the course of the last week. Yeah, really disappointing what, you know, he tweeted. Um, and I think Washington, you know, acted appropriately. I, I remember uh, Coach Parcells years ago when I worked for him, guys, you know, a couple of things happened with employees. And he just used to say simply, hey, fellas, like, there are no bars on the windows. And if this isn't what you want, like, you should leave. And, you know, that would be sort of like my message to Jack Del Rio, which is, look, You've been a good coach for a long time, and if you have feelings that you want to get out there, like you have every reason and every opportunity as a citizen of this country to tweet whatever you'd like, but if you want to be a member of this organization, you have to comport yourself in, in an appropriate way, a responsible way. We could have discourse. We could have discussions, but when you tweet things like that that are factually wrong and inflammatory, you're, you are not helping us beat the Eagles, the Cowboys, you're not helping us, you know, win the division, beat the Giants, and that's the object of the exercise here. So I, I was disappointed, and I thought Washington handled it correctly. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining us. And it feels like we are contractually obligated every time you were on, Mike, to ask you about Baker Mayfield because it just feels like that's the case. Uh, with that being the case, with Baker, it, it is a bizarre situation right now. The Browns have told him to stay away. How is this going to end? How does this end well for anybody? Does this just end in a release, or does somebody actually take him off their hands if the Browns are willing to pay a lot of the money just to get rid of him? Yeah, Chris, it was either going to be that or Aaron Rodgers, so, or we can always do the <laughs> daily double of Baker slash Rodgers, yeah. so that's always on the team. So, but in all seriousness, you know, Greeny, like, I, I want to say like four or five months ago, guys, like at the time said this crazy idea of like, why does not Cleveland just keep Baker Mayfield? And, you know, sometimes there's marriages of convenience. And what I would be saying to Baker is, like, what gives you the best chance to win this year? And, you know, is it inconceivable to say that the best chance for him to be successful this year is in Cleveland? And if you're in the Browns, like, this Deshaun Watson story is presenting more questions than answers. It seems like every day, you know, there's been another report that came out recently. And you just don't know. Like, one of the things that when you run a team is – you want certainty, and you don't know what the league is going to do. You don't know what the discipline officer is going to do. So that, to me, is a really interesting story, and uh, it gets more intriguing. Well, Mike, this is something I, I was kind of in favor of last week. So if you're the GM of the Browns right now, and Baker's agent picks up the phone and says, hey, we want to talk, 
and Baker comes in somewhat contrite and says, let's help each other out here. Are you taking the call, given everything that's gone on? I used to have a sign-up in my office that said, every rock, every day, we're going to be systematically relentless in trying to improve the organization, whichever means necessary. And, you know, in this case, that means, you know, doing the, the unknown and, like, the unforeseen and saying, hey, we're going to keep Baker. So, Mike T., now that we've covered our Baker Mayfield quota, we got to cover our Dallas Cowboys daily quota here on Greeny with uh, Chris Carlin and Chris Candy. And the reports out of Dallas are that they're going to be experimenting with Tony Pollard as a slot receiver um, this upcoming season to try to get him more touches. Now, they contend that this is not going to take touches in any way, shape, or form away from Ezekiel Elliott. How do you see this playing out in terms of those two running backs sharing the backfield down in Big D? Well, it's easy for me. Like, I'll just say what it is. Like, Tony Pollard's a better football player. You know, he's faster, more explosive. Mm -hmm. He's better out of the backfield. And if I had one game and one play, I'm taking Tony Pollard. I think Zeke's a B, and I think Pollard's a B plus slash A minus. So really smart for them to figure out how to get them both on the field. Um, It's not unlike what we're hearing with Saquon Barkley. Like, these guys are dynamic out of the backfield. So I really like what they're doing with that. And I think Pollard's a really good player. Mike, great stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Okay, guys. Thank you. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny for all the ones who get it done. Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches, plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Up next, the PGA Tour finally responds to all the departures. We hear from the man in charge. You're going to want to hear this. It's next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's my job to protect, defend, and celebrate our loyal PGA Tour members, our partners, and our fans, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah, this is a day I'll remember for a long, long time. Uh, 21st PGA Tour win, uh, one more than someone else. Um, Happy to get it done. Rory taking shots, Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner speaking up. 
We'll get to that in just a moment. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G and America's Best Network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Doc has been waiting on the line to get at us on Jason Tatum. Doc, you're up next on ESPN Radio. What do you got? Now, I feel like everybody going too soft on Jason Tatum. When, when it was time to trade one of them, it was always Jalen Brown. Right now, it's looking like that would have been a real bad decision. Right now, Jalen Brown has been better in this series than Jason Tatum. If you want to say the overall player, Tatum is an overall better player. But when, when they have needed a bucket... Jalen Brown has been much more reliable than Jason Tatum in this series. Yeah, I don't think there's any arguing that, Carlin, but I think your former point, there's no arguing that either. I mean, if you wanted to poll all 30 general managers in the NBA, there's not one of them that's taking Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Not one. So Jason Tatum is the better player. He's just not having the better series of the two. So... I do think it's fair to criticize Jason Tatum. I don't think anybody's taking it easy on him, especially after the poor shooting performances that we've seen from him in the first four games of the finals. But at the same time, I think we have to acknowledge the totality, um, the body of work that that has allowed the Boston Celtics to get to this point, to have the turnaround that they had after starting 23 and 25 and to end up in the NBA finals and at two separate points in the finals have a series lead. Like Jason Tatum is a big part of that. So let's not dismiss that. And so from that standpoint, that's why I say he's still in club superstar because he still is the best player on the Boston Celtics, and he is the first priority for every opposing defense in terms of how to stop the Boston Celtics from getting going. Right now, they're flashing the lights. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Let's see if he can play his way back into it because I I just I think he's got to be a lot better offensively if we're going to treat him on that level. Then there is everything going on between the Live Golf Tour and the PGA Tour. And as we know, uh, late last week, Jay Monahan, who is the commissioner of the PGA Tour, uh, announced in a statement that they were suspending all players immediately who are participating in Live Tournament events, including this past weekend, that uh, were still technically on the PGA Tour. Here is Monahan on CBS over the weekend. It's my job to protect... Uh, defend and celebrate uh, our loyal PGA Tour members, our partners, and our fans. And that's exactly what I did. And I don't think it was a surprise to anybody, uh, given how clear I had been about how we were going to handle the situation. Those players have chosen to sign multi-year lucrative contracts to play in a series of exhibition matches against the same players over and over again. You look at that versus what we see here today, and that's why they need us so badly. You've got true, pure competition. The best players in the world here at the RBC Canadian Open with millions of fans watching. And in this game, it's true and pure competition that creates the profile and the presence of the world's greatest players. And that's why they need us. Yeah, but Jay, the problem is they may need you in your mind that way, but if that money keeps rolling in at a ridiculous level, 
you're not going to have much of a leg to stand on, and that's where things start to really crumble for the PGA because that's when the advertising dollars go out the window and the TV money starts to shrink. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. It's not the players that are defecting to the live tour that are making this an adversarial relationship. As a matter of fact, they didn't want to defect. They, I mean, if they had it their way, they would be able to participate in the live tour as well as continue to be on the PGA tour. But, you know, Dustin Johnson, you know, he, he resigned his tour card because he anticipated that the PGA tour was going to have some kind of backlash and have some kind of discipline for guys that were going after that bag of money that was overseas. And so, I don't understand Jay Monahan's position, Monahan's position, because when you start looking at professional golfers over the years, they've all played in tours abroad. You have the Asian Tour, you have the Sunshine Tour, which is in Southern Africa. I mean, the the Canadian Tour before the PGA took it over in 2012. They, they've played in other tours around the world, so I don't understand why at this juncture. It's not permissible for those guys to play in those tours because that, still be this a part is the, of the first PGA. threat. I think this is the first threat to it, really. And and for me, that's why the biggest issue for the PGA is trying to find a way to keep these guys. I don't know if they can. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.